In this episode of Cover B, we cover the sentimentality of the new book Olympia, the paranoia of the new Black Label title, and the pliability of Deadpool. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back! Happy weekend! Yes, it is the weekend. The happiest of weekends. The weekend before Thanksgiving. True, it's pre-Thanksgiving weekend. Who is prepping for turkey now? I'm making sure all of my stretchy pants are in the laundry. <laughs> we, should, we should dedicate the weekend before Thanksgiving should be like in grateful weekend. Where you're just like not grateful for anything. So you're just an ass for yeah, like four days. You know, because like Thanksgiving rolls around everybody starts making those posts where they're like, Here's what I'm thankful for, like, uh, uh, my kids, and my loving family, and my house, and my job, and, like, all this stuff. Right. But, like, the weekend before, you should just be like, yeah, I'll take my paycheck. I earned it. Excuse you. I hate you people. I don't want you to be here this week, but it's fine. That might just be spiteful weekend. <laughs> it's not so much, like, the opposite of thanks. It's just literally being you know it might help the like political rivalries in family if everyone just like dumps on each other for a weekend beforehand then when you come together you can be like oh we already aired out all our grievances now we can actually be polite for two days yeah that's fair i'm just saying like there's a lot of political hostility in the world right now and maybe like being real not shoddy to each other for like two days might really help you feel better when you have to see these people in person yeah, you know, you just like shoot an email to that aunt you barely talk to and you're like, yes, I don't didn't wish you a happy birthday, Karen, because you voted Green Party. <laughs> <laughs> and Karen's like, oh, yeah, fair. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, OK. And then everybody moves past it. You have like two, three days to recover. And then Thanksgiving shows up and everyone can be really peaceful over the turkey. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, it's... Yeah. I think I, I think I'm a genius. I think there needs to be an official social media holiday of just, like... I mean, until Karen gets there and then she's like, hey, anybody want some sweet potato casserole? Also, can I talk to you about essential oils? Ugh, Karen! Karen, go home, Karen. Go home, Karen. You didn't get invited this year. Ooh. I have an Aunt Karen, and I really hope she's not listening to this. It's not your fault your name's Karen. I, we still love you. I, <laughs> Aunt Karen's great. I like it's my true. Aunt Karen. Aunt Karen is great. I, I just realized that I have an Aunt Karen. <laughs> I hope nobody in the family shares this with her. Like, he was talking some shit about you, Karen. No, no, no. Not you specifically. Everybody general, else is Karen. General. <laughs> generic Karen. <laughs> Generin. Generin. There it is. <clears throat> anyway, that's awkward. Let's move to some comments. <laughs> Speaking of family, the first book I want to talk about this week is actually really, really sweet and kind of like gives pulls at the heartstrings. Uh. Um, so the first book I want to talk about was Olympia number one. It's going to be a five part mini mm-hmm. um, written by Kurt Pyers and Tony Pyers. Um, cool. It's described as like a love letter to comics. Um, it basically talks about this kid who's reading a comic book and then all of a sudden his hero like this godly superhero character from his comic kind of odin-y looking guy yeah Yeah. falls through the sky he helps him gives him like vicodin which is the funniest thing ever it's such a like real life scenario where a kid's like my mom takes this when she's hurt i'm gonna give it to this random god dude and then the dude's like 
what is this mystical magic you give us? And he's like, Vicodin? And he's Another like, smash. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to make the rivers of my homeland flow with the Vicodin. And it's just really funny. All right, you're going to get a lot of weird citizens. I know, right? It's going to be an interesting location. And then all the millennials relocated <laughs> to Olympia. Exactly. So, but what's what's really kind of like, poignant about this book is that it was written when tony pyers who is um kurt pyers dad Mm -hmm. they started it three years ago when he was in the hospital just initially taking treatment for cancer and tony pyers has since passed away to cancer and so this is being released after his death and it's so it's kind of like it's a love letter to comics but it's also like a love letter to his dad. Like an homage to his father. Yeah. yeah. And it was, <clears throat> he's described it in interviews as they were writing this to give themselves hope and something to look forward to when he recovered. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, so there's something like really bittersweet about this book. But I just think it's really cute that like this really um, endearing, very funny, very self-aware book, like, it's such a standard story. It, it's very like, you know, what is that? The the page master and like never ending story where like you're reading a book and it comes to life and everything's yeah. like real. And, and normally in those scenarios, the reader goes into the pages of the book. Normally yeah. the reader is now immersed in this mystical, magical world. But this kind of flips it on its head. It, it makes... The characters and the bad guys and the good guys from this mystical world <clears throat> come here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do that and you make it still very through this, like, childish, cutesy lens. Like, you still really lean into the magic of the characters themselves yeah. and how they make the world around them magical. Yeah. This book is not doing that. This book is making it like, there's this god here. And now he's taking Vicodin and hanging out with this kid. And he's like, I'm going to go home. And he, like, opens the portal and it don't work. Mm-hmm. he can't get home and so it's like it's just kind of a nice twist on that like stereotype or that archetype of bringing the kid into the mystery yeah and, and instead it's like bringing the mystery into the real world and very heavily grounding it very quickly it's like last action hero with thor yeah 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 exactly that's cool i like that but really, i'm really excited really cool. about this book i really appreciate that it's a short admittedly i've picked up so many books lately that this can be both a good thing and a bad thing i used to get really bitter when my books that i would read that i expected to be ongoing would get either canceled or only be like an eight nine issue mini Mm -hmm. um but now i feel like every book i pick up has become a ongoing series until the end of time yep and while i like that i also really need a book to end because oh my god i'm reading so many books right now because nothing has an end and it's exhausting (laughs) guys i don't have enough time to read all these ongoings pick something and finish it yeah it'd be super nice if like you know marvel would just dial it back a bit on like the amount just a hair just just a smidge like i feel like every book i pick up now i'm like oh this sounds cute there's no way this is gonna be past like this will be like an eight issue max and I pick it up and there is no end in sight. They have no intention of ending this anytime soon. And like, it's cool that these characters are getting, you know, ongoing books, but like, I'm exhausted. 
Like, yeah. you guys got to stop. So the fact that this is like a five-issue mini, they knew what they wanted to do. They had the story figured out. They worked on it together. They made it beautiful. And it's it's that's it. it it's going to be quick and to the point and, and endearing and wrapped up and over before it gets stale. And I yeah. love that. The art is really interesting <clears throat> because it's kind of classic-y feeling, mm-hmm. very kind of simplistic kind of feels almost like the type of art you see in the funny pages a little okay. bit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of got that oldish feel to it. It's cool. It's really cool. Like kind of like American classic art. Yeah, you know? it's not my usual like thing. I like things very clean and pretty, but yeah. I feel like with the point of this and with it being like they've talked about how this is also very much like an homage to Jack Kirby and stuff. I feel like it works really really well. Yeah. I feel like this book is incredibly consistent. And to your point on, you know, it being a miniseries and it being really contained, that's why I always really try to push people to, like, check out independent stuff. So stuff from Image, Boom, Dark Horse, uh, IDW, you know, and various other companies. Vault is one of my favorite, and Aftershock are two of my, like, favorite kind of under-the-radar for right. a, lot of, a lot of people companies. Um is because a lot of times they do have a definable end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God Country, just from recent memory, was an amazing story that Donny Cates literally could have turned into, like, a superhero never-ending epic. But it was, like, four issues, and that's it. And, you know, everything can stretch. Like, there's a lot of indie books that have gone on for a long time. Like, Saga got to issue 50 and then paused and is coming back eventually. And, you Wick know... Div lasted forever. Walking Dead <laughs> went until 193 and then shockingly ended. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's like they go on for a long time. But even then, like, Wicked and Divine went on for a very long time, ended. Yeah, over, it had an end. Done. Um, and I think when you don't have these big corporations that control the IPs, you have that ability to really like make a story that actively has an end. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just when the creators are ready to move away. When they're done. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, this is just where it's supposed to end. And not that everybody likes stories that end. Some people want, you know, you wouldn't one day want Marvel to be like, we're never producing a Spider-Man thing ever again. Like, if you like those superhero characters... You could want that. If you like those superhero characters, you're going to want to keep getting more and more stories for them. But a lot of times, the superhero companies, Marvel and DC, can be very exhausting for people. Mm Because it's like, like we said, like, Marvel just pumps out, like, here's title after title after title after title, and they're all ongoing titles. And so at some point, you have to wrestle with your FOMO of, like, I need to start cutting back some titles... Which ones am I going to be fine with? And then eventually, like, you drop one, you get, like, two or three issues behind, then an issue comes out, and you're like, wow, that looks really cool. Or then they announce that it's ended. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, admittedly, this, I'm not hating on anybody, but Black Panther, I have been waiting for this run to end for, like, four issues. Mm -hmm. And I feel so bad because I feel like I'm too deep in now. To be like, okay, I'm not picking this up anymore. Yeah. Because I feel like the minute that I do that, they're going to be like, next month, last issue. And then it's going to be like, well, yeah. damn it, I've been waiting for it to yeah. end. Like, and just then be it's, done. And then it's like, you know, 
if you do drop it and like three issues later it ends and it's like well now i need to go back and buy those three issues exactly yeah and it could just like the management of superhero stuff and how it essentially just you know like oh numbers are down time to end it um or like hey this is a mini initially they'll be like oh new mini series with this character and then the numbers are way up and they're like guess what it's an ongoing because uh, they pull that crap a lot. All the time. Dark Horse actually does that too a lot, I've noticed, with a handful of different things. Um, They're just shooting against a wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, you know, that can be really exhausting for a lot of people. So it's nice, like, if you don't experiment with a lot of the, like, not Marvel DC comics, it's nice to have a comic where you know, like, oh, in 12 issues, this is going to be over. Yeah. And I think that's something DC's doing really, really right with their Black Label stuff. Um, which we have a new Black Label title that I'll talk about next. Um, but all their Black Label stuff's miniseries. Yeah. It's big, it's beautiful, it's got great artists, great writers, great stories, and it's like three to four issues for most of them. And that's it. And then it's done. You know, Batman Dam, three issues, done. Superman, year one, three issues, done. Um, I think Harley Joker killing... Uh, or what is it? Harley Joker... Uh, Criminal's Sanity is uh, 12 issues, so I think that's like the longest one that they have. Okay. Uh, but like Harleen is going to be three issues, so they got one more issue of that, and then that's done. Uh, Joker Killer Smile might be a 12 issue, but I think it's shorter. I think it's like six or eight or something. Okay. Um, and then the one that came out this week is like a four issue. So I think that's what they're really doing right, is they're doing a lot of these like, here you go, there's a packaged thing. Which from is a so big nice. budget company with superheroes you get to read a superhero story it's not really gonna like play into everything you know what i mean it doesn't it's just cross over and connect um, 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 and then you're done and you move on you know it's not always about the all you can eat sometimes it's about tapas <laughs> uh, so like i said this week a new black label title came out it's called the question uh the deaths of vic sage do do you die more than once uh i guess that's what they're setting up uh it's really cool so if you don't know much about the question uh it's the question is how to describe the question he's a superhero whose whole aesthetic is like I mean, I guess superhero is a... He's a vigilante in DC whose whole aesthetic is, like, noir-type stuff. Like, he's got, you know, trench coat and, like, the trilby and fedora, one of those. Um, And he's got, like, a mask that hides all his, like, facial... He's He's like Rorschach without the psycho behavior. Yeah, he's like... Rorschach without the inky face and without the whole like being a generally bad person kind of thing. Yeah. Um he's kind of like that. His whole like real directive is that he sees things very like he's super paranoid. Like that's one one of my favorite <laughs> Justice League United episodes is centered around him and him basically being like super paranoid to I think green arrow and hot girl might have been green arrow and black canary but i think it was green arrow and hot girl are like going on this like crazy conspiracy train with him okay and he's like shows him his like 
he's got one of those like cliche conspiracy boards with like yarn everywhere <laughs> and i think they eventually find power girl in that whole thing or something but oh. um i don't remember it's been a long time since i've seen that episode but uh that's kind of his whole thing he's very like conspiracies and corrupt politicians and you know secret organizations he sees stuff other people don't see <clears throat> yeah and he sees the world very black and white and that's kind of supposedly that's going to be kind of the directive of this is what happens when stuff gets a little bit gray um and it's cool it's a cool book it didn't really like dive into what the premise is going to be until like closer to the end uh but it's written by jeff lemire it's got art by bill sinkevich and dennis cohen um and it starts out kind of just straightforward neo-noir kind of thing vic sage works as a journalist but he's one of those like you know scream at the camera like rile the populace up kind of journalists right who, like like one of those really like he he runs hard line you know oh, what i mean Jesus, like yeah. one of those really like get politicians on there and like grill the crap out of them <laughs> you know put them in a pan and slap some hot butter on them flambe the shit out of that politician <laughs> uh <laughs> and you know it, when he's not doing that he's putting on his mask and like He's got some sort of, I don't know much, much about the question, to be honest, but he's got some sort of gas that I guess, like, changes his, the color of his suit. Oh, that's so cool. So he can, like, quickly get away. Just, like, uh, rips the mask yeah. off and, like, whoosh. Uh, and, yeah, he, you know, it opens with him, like, beating up these, like, sex traffickers. And, yeah. But then he's also, like, one of the, like, prostitutes in this brothel is, like, you're, you saved me. And he's, like, I didn't save you. Cops are coming for you. And then, like, points at a kid and is like, make sure she goes with them. And oh. he's like, you can either go back out to the streets or you can go, what does he say, like, live in a cage or something. And she's like, you're an a-hole. And he's like, at least I'm not a whore. <laughs> so, Whoa! like, he sees things black and white. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, like, they're aggro Mr. Man. Yeah, he sees things super black and white. So that was, like, a cool, I liked how they set that up. Like, you know, he's not going to be a likable character. He sees things way too black and white. Yeah. He doesn't know what her situation is. All he sees is a prostitute who's engaging in prostitution. Is I think the girl's supposed to be your daughter. She's bringing your daughter along with her. You know what I mean? So, like, you're an evil person. You gonna go jail. You know, that's what he sees. He doesn't see, like, what's the overall... Maybe she was coerced into this. Maybe she was yeah. kidnapped. You um, don't know. Yeah, so he doesn't, doesn't see all that. And, you know, we start to see where the world becomes a little bit gray around him and how he's struggling with that. So like he's in a, he has like a romantic history with this woman whose brother is the mayor, but the mayor's super corrupt. And she now works with the mayor. Mm. She's like an, what is it? Like an alderman. Okay. Yeah. I, I have no idea what that is. I've heard it like multiple times in like TV and comics. And I still have no idea what the point of an alderman <laughs> is. Um, but she's one of those. And works closely, but she doesn't think the mayor's corrupt because it's her brother. Right. So she's constantly fighting for how he's not corrupt. Vic Sage knows he is corrupt, blah, blah, blah. So, like, that's kind of a great, <clears throat> is she bad or is she just disillusioned? Like, what's going on? And then there's a whole very relatable situation where a cop shoots a couple of young black people. Oh, no. And a couple of young black guys just, like, out doing stuff accidentally run a stop sign i think and then end up shot oh, God. and you know that's 
like who's bad in this like where do you go from here you know and so there's that whole like lot of gray area there like a lot of like rhetoric that's going to be tossed back and forth right everyone's going to have opinions on who's right who's wrong what the situation was oh you know they got video of it but they only got video of the end like what happened in the beginning like what would have you know so it um i think it's really cool to huck this like hey here's this guy who's like a very traditional noir like bad guys are bad and good guys are good uh (laughs) that's my noir voice huck that guy at like a very modern problem and kind of see what shakes up and then it just gets weird then all of a sudden some like weird supernatural stuff starts happening oh he finds like a old place for like a secret cult and some stuff goes down and it is shaping up to be an interesting four issue ride (laughs) interesting by the way, an alderman is an elected member of a municipal council. Oh, cool. So they're like a councilman. Councilman. Why not just say councilman? Because alderman sounds way cooler. It doesn't sound that cool. It does. Um, sounds also, like you're like a medieval landowner. I think it was originally an English term. Yeah. But anyway, also, any sign of Renee Montoya in this book? No, nope, not in this one. Um, I kind of <laughs> thought in the beginning that's what it was going to be like because the – initial views of the question i was like oh that's the lady question but it wasn't it was no the the main question no she's part of the reason why i like the renee montoya is because she does see things a little more gray Mm. and she tries to hold true to his values but like you can't that's like that's like olivia benson trying to stay true to stabler's views like it ain't gonna happen because she got a way different perspective it's kind of looking like there might be some sort of like moira mctaggart like regeneration things well i guess not like moira where she like goes back to the beginning of her life it's gonna be like you know he dies and comes back later like maybe the question is more of a like some sort of like eidolon instead of just like something this guy does um so it's it's kind of cool it's gonna be interesting to see and i think it will really like ramp up like your views are archaic. You have to learn to adapt kind of stuff. Like The world is different now. You are, you're some sort of, like, you know, element of justice from this ancient time or something like that. And the world is a lot different now and a lot more complicated. So you got to evolve. I think it'll be cool to see, you know, how that character kind of, like, grows. Yeah. And honestly, Jeff Lemire is really good at, you know writing characters with the best intentions that don't necessarily have the best methods you know what i mean he does a lot of books that are like dysfunctional families that really want to be functional but just can't make it work you know what i mean well and he did the recent century run oh did he yeah okay which was amazing so that's kind of like his niche is like a character that we want to we want to see grow but it just might not happen. Might not be in the cards. Um, and I think this is a really good character for him to kind of tackle because that's essentially like he wants to clean up Hub City. Like he wants to be the person that like puts all the corruption away. He wants to see it get better. But maybe his views just need to expand a little bit more to kind of allow for that. Right. Um so we'll see. It'll be cool. And this has got a heckin' good creative team on it. It does. Yeah, like I said, it got Bill Sinkevich and Dennis Cohen doing art for it. 
Um, it's got some sweet ass covers. Uh, it's another one of those magazine size books too, which is honestly the the thing right now that is winning, in my opinion, DC from Marvel, is just DC's willingness to put out books with like different bindings and different sizes and yeah. stuff like that. You know, like you get a black label book or something that's in their prestige format, and it's just a nice book. It's one book, costs a little bit more, but it's like spined and it's got a good cardstock cover and it's just like wow this is a nice book it feels you know? quality yeah it feels good and now they're doing the like acetate covers they've got those going on now like they're weird. just willing i know it's gimmicky yeah, they're but weird. like you know gimmicky and strange but it just puts a little bit more oomph and a little bit more like quality in the overall production of the book right and that's just something marvel is really and this is a super tangent but marvel is really just pooping on is like they print as cheap as they can oh, yeah. everything yeah. so it's like especially you know i was talking to somebody who was complaining about how they just can't find a perfect copy of any of the absolute carnage stuff because of these big thick books that marvel's printed on cheap 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 paper so every single copy you find the spine is it's just trashed. like frayed and trashed yeah they don't necessarily have spindings because they're a little bit too thick to pinch but like the corners on the spine side are all frayed out and you just see white like frayed ass paper all the way down because there's no way you can print a book that thick on that cheap of paper and it not happen yeah and that's just what marvel does they just print everything cheap 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 so that the pages are super thin and like the covers are super thin so you just get damaged books all over the place well and it makes it in their brain it's like oh let's amp up the rare ability of it yeah, yeah. <clears throat> whereas you know dc if you don't care about like you know oh i don't mind like a cheap paper comic they have those but then if you want something like i want to feel comfortable that this is going to last for a while when i put it in a bag and board and i put it in my box because you shouldn't start comics any other way uh you can get their cardstock covers on some of their books yeah they have prestige format which is spined and nice marvel's only really done that recently on their like marvel comics 1000 i think that yeah. was the only one that they really did it on uh and you know they've got the magazine size which are cool they can go on a bookshelf you know what i mean like you don't have to necessarily like bag and board those you can just like there they are which is really nice or, like, get a magazine holder and just like put those Much there easier storage uh it's just cool and it, it adds a little bit of like honestly i wish boom like i'm happy that boom's having a lot of like higher end comics come to the forefront like you know quality stories because right. boom in my opinion prints on like the best paper yeah that's true boom comics are always like sturdy and like matted kind of shimmery they're tough and it's dude. just like man this is a nice like it's hefty when i pay four dollars for a book i'm like i'm paying for this book like yeah. this is nice you know Marvel will be like, hey, here's a $10 Deadpool book printed on phone book paper. <laughs> Have fun, jerko. It's like that worst kind go of wrapping paper. Movies. When yeah. you go to cut it, you can't cut it because it's so thin yeah, and, and scraggly. Like, it just like yeah. rips. Yeah. Ugh. And then they're Ugh. like, haha, buy more tickets to our movies. <laughs> Get bent. <sighs> anyway. So, you know who had a week this week? Who had a week? Kelly Thompson did. Oh, Kelly. Okay. So, Captain Marvel number 12. <laughs> I was like, oh, Kelly. Boo, boo, boo. Like, you know, air horns. And you were just like, oh, Kelly. <laughs> <sighs> I love her so much, but she's wearing me out. Uh-huh. Um, Captain Marvel number 12. 
Mm-hmm. Big old spoiler warning. Was this evil cap? So, we finish talking about Star in the last issue. Good. Thank God. <laughs> she gone. She getting her own run. Whatever. I'm going to blame Marvel and not Kelly because I just, I choose, I choose to make that choice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice I'm allowed to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, that's done. And then very suddenly, we open in media res to Cap looking all gothed out in like her epic mohawk and yep. all black attire. That cool helmet. With the, like, yeah. Looking all dope. And I'm it. like, yeah. ooh. I'm feeling you. I got a little goth kid in me. I'm digging this. And then all of a sudden she starts punching the ever-loving piss out of Thor. Yep. And Thor's like, who are you, Navy Badner? (laughs) And... Navy Hark, you wretch. And she, like, whips her helmet off and she's like, tis I. And he's like, but why, Lady Carol? And then they, like, punch each other across (laughs) the universe. And you see them, like, punching in Kansas all Superman style. And then, like punching across the galaxy and then punching over there and there's punching everywhere and then he's like ha i hit you with mjolnir and she's like damn it and then she like phase punches mjolnir into the ether into oblivion and he's like come back mjolnir and he's all like ha ha and then doesn't come back and he's like oh shit and then she like punches the death out of him Well, she just like hits it really hard and it just like keeps going she she uh does one of her like, like blasts her it. blast spooshies but it's in like a punch motion so uh-huh. it looks like she like force punches like, it <laughs> she like hadoukened it into the nether realm and it's like gone <laughs> and he's like come back mjolnir haha i'm thor i could bring it back and it's like no she's a bitch and he's like, oh. <laughs> what, it, what it probably is, is it's still probably flying back. It's just like, ah! Thor's exactly. like, it feels Thor being like, come to me. And it's like, I can't. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, oh, damn it. Because, I mean, I guess that makes sense in the vacuum of space. If mm-hmm. you, like, put enough, like, if her blast doesn't deteriorate and it's, and Mjolnir's, like, on the edge of her blast. Yep. Then it's just going to keep going. It just keeps going. Until that blast, like, ooh. And so you know? Thor's like, Oh, snap. And then she's like, sorry, bro-ham. And, like, punches him to death. And then (laughs) she shows up with his head, his severed godly head, to the bad guy from Death of Inhumans? Oh, Vox? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw a picture. He's like, Vox (laughs) Ultima or something. Yep. He's standing there, and he's like... He's, like, green now. He's all like... Ho ho, that's only one of the Avengers. I need all of them. You don't have much time left. And she's like, I know, dear. I'm curious to find out who the, who Vox is. Because we never, like, in Death of Inhumans, and this is spoilers for Death of Inhumans, so I'm sorry. Uh, but that series has been out for a while, and it was uneventful. Uh, in Death of Inhumans, Vox was revealed to be, like, captured Inhumans that, like, the Kree were basically brainwashing. Hmm. I don't know if there was a lead vox like they never really established like all these other voxes you fought are brainwashed inhumans your former friends but there's one dude who's someone else you know what i mean or is like was there a vox who is a like important inhuman that we're gonna find it's gonna like and it's gonna be like (gasps) like oh it's you it's uh trying to think of oh shit i just blanked on who's the one the bald one that's the one i was thinking of too uh 
Hang on. No, that's Damn. important because he's like exactly who I was thinking of. Bald, inhuman. This is why you Google. Yep. This is why you prepare. <laughs> it's important. Um, what's his name? Inhumans. I'm just going to look at the IMDb of the horrible show because he was in that. Uh, uh, Karnak. Karnak. Uh, I kept wanting to say Carnage or like Carnage. or Korvac or something. I'm like, that's not right. I mean, those are both <coughs> Marvel names. Or Craven. So. See, yeah, like I've were, got all the you K were there with names, all the K but names. like not yeah. not the one. Kevin Feige. Uh, <laughs> all those Marvel K names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, is it gonna be like, oh my god, it was Karnak all along? Which would make sense. Uh, even though cool. he was in Death of Inhumans fighting. Vox, but uh or is it gonna be like hey this is a different character who is working with the Kree to brainwash these inhumans to also make them Vox you know what I mean like which also makes sense because Carol has lots of weirdness with Kree anyway Vox is a cool character so I'm happy that he's gonna actually like play into something so hopefully that'll be big news here's where I'm a little sad it's bullcrap hmm Thor's not dead. Hmm? Thor's not dead. Hmm? Even if he is dead, he's not going to stay dead. I'm reading King Thor. Well, I mean, he just got punched <clears throat> to death, right? I am reading. Well, and his head cut off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, she shows up with his head. She's like, hope this suffices. Oh, God. Yeah, his head's cut off. That sounds dead to me. But that's not going to stay dead. I'm reading King Thor. Thor is the last living existence in the universe. In that timeline. This is not Moira McTaggart bullcrap, okay? There's, there's this alternate is not, timeline. No. When you, you make there a change. There is no evidence of that. There is no evidence of that. in a new time. So what you're You watch me, the Flash. That's the wrong universe. You know how this works. This is different. No, this is so, different. Here, T, I'll get the whiteboard. This no, is no, no. our Earth. No, okay? stop it. And when Barry traveled back in time. stretchiness man away. He created another Earth. Quit it. I know a how second this works. Earth. Ugh. Ugh. All right, listen, guys. Listen. <laughs> listen. What this is telling me uh-huh. is that that head was not Thor. Okay. Thor is somewhere. She didn't bring a full body because Thor is somewhere and that head is a fake head. Mm-hmm. Because Thor's not dead because this is supposed to be primary timeline. There has been no evidence to depict that this is a different timeline or a Moira timeline or any of that crap. This is the original timeline, in which case King Thor lasts until the end of Oblivion. So he ain't dead. Hmm. He does not have regen powers well, like I Deadpool think, where yeah. you can just stick it back together and it like <laughs> re-glues itself. It doesn't work like I think that. It'll, I, this is not like that. I'm excited to know where the story goes. Um, and I might actually read this one. Uh, just because I, I think it... it could be cool it could be a cool like it could be one of those stories that finally like shakes something up i know i'm always saying like this is gonna be the one and then they never are uh like hey chris why aren't you talking about the end of absolute carnage on this episode didn't that end this week guess what no one cares uh (laughs) yeah who's in the avengers right now uh it is captain marvel yeah uh captain america okay uh captain iron man uh captain thor Captain Ghost Rider, Captain She-Hulk, and then there's also Captain Blade. Uh, am I missing anybody? Nope. Yep. That's it. So here's my. A lot of captains. <clears throat> here's 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 a very poignant. It's the thought. Captain Avengers. Yeah. 
who did they choose to open with her? She's apparently going to be killing all of the Avengers, right? Mm -hmm. It does not make sense that if this is supposed to be like shaking up of the universe to lead with Thor, who's currently got a run talking about him being the last living creature. No, I don't think I don't. When I say shaking up the universe, I don't think it's going to be like. This Avenger is actually a hundred percent dead. I just think it could introduce like new bad guys or new dynamics. I mean, that's or something. true. Um, and I mean, it does make sense to start with Thor because Thor's like the heavy hitter, right? You know, I guess I didn't like that because I want them to lead with someone that I could believe is not coming back. Like, yeah. but sometimes in comics, it's less about like I know this guy's coming back, and it's more about like. I wonder how they're going to fix this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like War of the Realms, I 100% knew like Loki was going to come back at some point in time. You know what I mean? Like I knew, you know, the world wasn't going to be conquered by these, you know, different realms forever. But it's not about like, hey, I know that already. Pish posh, move on. It's about like, how is that going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess to me, like, I'm more interested in how you're going to bring back a normal Huey instead of a god. I know there are lots of ways to bring back a god. But bring I mean, it back. But when Tony came back, that's really interesting because fair. he's just a dude. Like, fair. I want to know how you bring back the homeboy. The other thing that came out this week, which technically is probably more important to her, is Deadpool. Nice. Her Deadpool run came out. Yep. It's okay. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. Here's what's great, though. They're letting Kelly be Kelly. And, like, cool, she gets to write Deadpool. Great, whatever. But you know who's also there? Her besties. Because we got our land shark back. And that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little land shark. Which was really cool that she, like, brings in Gwenpool, does this, like, whole mm -hmm. weird, like, hey... My book keeps getting canceled. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Jeff is going to be safer with you. Take so Jeff. So here's Jeff. He'll never leave a run ever, which is so brilliant. And then she and just like pieces out. Yeah. I, I love Gwynpool. So I'm, it was so I'm funny. coming around like the whole like Gwynpool strikes back has really like changed my opinions of Gwynpool because I think people are finally <clears throat> figuring out like how to make that work i loved kelly's depiction of her in west coast mm -hmm. it was perfect it makes so much sense yeah and then we've also got um <clears throat> elsa bloodstone whom i adore yeah, and i great. love kelly does a really fun thing with elsa's voicing like she's kind of a badass but also kind of like just weird mm -hmm. and i love that and so I'm actually more into Deadpool, less for Deadpool, and more for the supporting cast. I like her voicing for Deadpool, too. She's gone back to... Because Deadpool is... And she talks about this in her letters page um, at the end of this book. But, like, Deadpool's one of those kind of blank slate characters. Yeah. Where it's literally, if you get handed Deadpool, you can do whatever story you want. You can really make him whatever kind of character. That's why, I mean, in the past, like three years we've seen deadpool be like a full-on hero going back to being like i'm just in it for the money going back to being full-on villain and then going back to being like i'm an agent of chaos now yeah i do what i want you know what i mean people are gonna read it no matter what 
Yeah, and it's just, he's one of those, like, easily manipulatable, like, he's just a block of clay, and you can yeah. do with him what you want. And I like that she's gone back to the kind of more surly Deadpool. Because um, sometimes when people write him, he's a little bit surly. Like, he's still crazy and funny, but he's a little bit, like, kind of easily annoyed by people. Um, that's how the <clears throat> Nolan North Deadpool in the Deadpool game is. Like, he's very just like, ugh, fine, you know? He feels to me very similar to Gail Simone's Deadpool from the Domino run. Okay. Which yeah. I loved. Yeah. That's I, I think it's the perfect. I, Deadpool's parts in that were great. They were perfect. You know? And this has that very similar voicing, which I hate to say it, maybe it has something to do with the girl writing it. It's a different perspective. We haven't had a chick author on Deadpool in years. It's true. It's been a while. So, good on you, Kelly. I'm not, like, in love with it yet, but I appreciate the characters you're bringing in. I appreciate the voicing you're going, and I'm excited to see where you're going with it. Yeah, I um, I agree. I think it's... I like the premise. Like, I like the whole, like, Deadpool interacting with monsters thing. Yeah, that's neat. I think it's, um... You know, it's it's gonna be a fun, like, source of different stories. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, it just kind of felt like a Deadpool book. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean like when it, admittedly, when it starts out with him being ripped in half, I was like, oh, honey, please don't lean so heavy into the gimmick when we just opened a page. Mm-hmm. But it, it started to feel itself out, I feel like. I like, like I said, I do like her voicing for Deadpool. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be a fun book. It's worth, worth getting into. Yeah. So. That's going to do it for us, guys. That is it for this episode. Uh, We have a few more books we want to talk to, so just a reminder, check out our website for any of our honorable mentions that didn't make it into the podcast. That's right. We always have an additional blog post. It's a visual edition, so maybe if you don't have time to listen to a full episode but you still want some ideas, we can give you some of those when you're using the bathroom. You can listen with your eyes. Sure. If you want even more cover B, you can go to our episodes page at our website to see all of our previous episodes and past honorable mention posts um, at coverbpodcast.com. You can also find us on social media for updates on news and funny things and memes and all sorts of stuff at Facebook and Twitter at Cover B Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can even buy cool stuff from us because we've it's got true. merch. Yep. Get a hat, get a shirt, get stuff. And quick plug, next uh, Saturday, 4 p.m., we're going to be participating in a charity live stream uh, with our gaming or Twitch uh, page, Tink Tink Games, so T-I-N-K, T-I-N-K Games on Twitch. It's going to be a 24-hour live stream. We're going to be raising money through the Extra Life program uh, for UF shans children's hospital that's right uh, part of the children's the miracle children's, network. children's miracle network if you don't know what extra life is i highly recommend you look them up uh they're a great company that utilizes the power of streamers of all different types creative gaming art everything uh in order to raise money for sick kiddos uh so check that out that is next saturday november 30th right after uh, Thanksgiving so you can sleep off all your turkey and Black Friday shopping woes while you watch us descend slowly into madness at 4pm to 4pm on Sunday. 24 hours of gaming there's not enough Red Bull in the world. I am going to get like a case of bang and a <laughs> case of water and that I'm not eating I'm just that's going to be what I have for 24 hours I have full <laughs> anticipation that at some point I'm going to have to take a nap yeah fair. We're going to have to tag team we, we might have to do that. That's fair. We can 
let like Matt and Ryan go. I'm weak and I'm old. <laughs> I'm weak and old and I anyway, can only do so much. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, get out there and enjoy. If you're surrounded with beautiful weather like us, get out there and enjoy it. Um, and we will catch you next week for our next episode of Cover B. Happy early Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgivings! Get out there and be ingrateful. Yeah! <laughs>